Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're part of the Saturday Night Get Together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, let's do some hoops. We haven't gotten all that much hoops in tonight. And the NBA is making a nice little move on its season. We're already sneaking up on the quarter pole. A lot has already happened. And shame on me for not having our next guest on prior to this point. He's one of the best at covering the NBA. He's the lead writer and managing editor for NBCSports.com on the NBA our pal Kurt Heelan. Hurt, uh, Kurt, I hope you had a great offseason and a good Thanksgiving. Good on both. Yeah, very good on both. Well, great Thanksgiving. And off offseason's still a little shorter than I'm used to, but I'll take <laughs> I'll take any time off after the last couple of years. Yes, and uh, now you're back at it full swing. And I need to ask you, last night, no NBA is your beat, but was your attention kind of split between the league and a college basketball showdown where the top two probable draft picks in the NBA draft were both playing with Gonzaga taking on Duke last night, which had more of your attention? I was flipping back and forth. I definitely wanted to see uh, some of Gonzaga and, and uh, Duke, just like you said, because I think those are the top two picks um, on most teams' boards right now. I mean, we're seven months out. Things could change, right. but but I I, I I thought I thought the Duke kid Monchero, I believe it's pronounced. I don't yeah. want to get that wrong. But he looks fantastic. That is a, that is a strong guy, and he's got this. He hit a three. You can see he can shoot from the outside. It has good form. Like there's a lot to like there. And then you know, Horn is going to be interesting, especially in a couple of years. He gets a little gets a little stronger. Those skills develop more. I mean he. He could be, both of them could be franchise kind of guys down the line, at least to my eyes. I, I, I have to trust the scouts more on that one. Was I'm impressed with both kids, both last night. Yeah. I've already seen them both play a couple of games this year. And the home good kid, there's an absolute comp for him in the NBA. He's Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, and yeah. that's exactly what Porzingis looked like when he came into the league and he's developed and gotten bigger. So I ex- expect Holmgren to do exactly the same. Yeah, I, well, hopefully you can stay a little healthier than Chris Tapps has. But, yeah, I think that that's a good, um, I think that that's a good comparison in terms of, like, what you want in the skill set. Somebody who can put the ball on the floor, a little rebound, block shots, what you want Porzingis to be. Frankly, closer to what he's been over the last two weeks. He's been his best basketball in a long time over the last couple of weeks. 
And that's a good thing for the Dallas Mavericks. All right, I may or may not get to the Mavericks. I got a bunch of teams I do want to touch base on. You got two beasts out there in the Western Conference with you. We know Steph Curry is playing like an MVP, but yeah. he can't be doing it all by himself. Who else has ha- who's, has helped the Warriors get out to a 17-2 and two start? Uh, we'll start with Draymond simply because what's impressed me about them, they're playing elite defense. They're playing very good defense. And that, you know, we knew they'd score. Like, they, they still have Steph Curry. They still had some guys who could put the ball on the floor. But I did not think that they were going to put up uh, this kind of defense. They've had the best defense in the NBA for stretches. Uh, they are they're getting stops. And, by the way, they add Clay Thompson, and we're all like, ooh, look, think of what that does to the scoring. He was their best perimeter defender during those championship years, man. Like, they get better on both ends with that. So I'm, I'm very much excited to see, to, to see if they can, to, to, if he can meld in with them. They, this is legitimate. This, I, I wasn't sure about them at first when they got off to the hot start, but they're at a point now where this is, they've beaten some good, they did it against a bit of a soft schedule to start, but they've done it against good teams lately. This is legitimate. This is a team that is, a threat. By the way, the other thing they've done really well, Jody, they just replaced Kerry Oubre and a rookie in Wiseman and all this with just veterans who know how to use the space Steph Curry creates. Just You, you watch uh, the Andre Iguodala come in and be Elisa. These guys just understand how to play the game. And, hey, if Curry's creating all this space, I know how to, to take advantage of that. Gary Payton Jr., the second, has gotten a lot of sh- shots that way. Just crash the rim at the right times, move the ball at the right times, get to open spaces, because Curry just, his gravity still draws so many defenders. They've been brilliant. I've always liked Bielitsa, and I'm glad that he's on a good team that people are actually getting to see him play. He's a solid yeah. off-the-bench guy in the NBA. Usually exactly. you got to a 17-2 and two start, you basically opened up on the field, and you could throw it into cruise control. Not this year, because the Suns, <laughs> after opening up one and three, have ripped off 15 in a row. 15 in a row. You don't do that the first two months of the season. The Suns have. So any who thought oh, last year was a bit of a fluke, they got hot just the right time, they're not going back again. Oh, yeah, they are. They're just as good as they were last year. And the thing that scared me about the Suns start the season, uh, and tell me if you agree or disagree, Kurt, was – I couldn't believe they couldn't get a DeAndre Ayton extension done. And yeah. I'm going, how, how do they not do it? He's a max guy. Give him the max money. What are you being cheap for? And I thought it might have an adverse effect on the team. I guess that hasn't happened at 16-3, and three, has it? I think that this is where you credit Chris Paul and Buddy Williams to a degree. But Chris Paul, remember, they're focusing through that, and they're focusing through the distraction of the Robert Sarver um, incidents and, and the, that investigation. Um it's sometimes hard to keep your team on task through that kind of thing, and they've done a really good job of that. But I think with Aiton in particular, this is where Chris Paul's just great to have in the locker room. Like, hey, you're going to get paid, man. <laughs> you, you are in control now. Like, you're able to talk him through this. Like, other teams are going to give you the max. You are going to get money. You're fine. Don't stress about it. And just play your game. And, and you know, he's been up and down a little bit this year, but – We've seen the potential. We've seen the high sides, and some team is going to look. If the if the Suns don't want to pay him, someone else will, and the Suns are going to have to match. So he's not. He shouldn't just worry about it. He's just got to play his game this year, and I think that's where having just having that veteran voice in your head helps. 
We're talking to our buddy Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com, their editor of NBC Sports uh, NBA coverage. All right, uh, you got the two beasts can't be beat in the Western Conference, and then you got the Lakers who are being beat regularly. And uh, we, as I said, we're at the quarter pole of the season. There's a slow start, and then there's issues, and it seems like the Lakers have issues. And LeBron has issues, who you thought would be the rock in the storm, and that's not been the case. After the uh, melee in uh, Michigan, which got him a one-game suspension, the other night he got fined for an obscene gesture in a game against Indiana. Is LeBron not loving life in La La Land? I think he's actually, I mean, I think he's the thing they need more of. I mean, he's missed almost half their games, and, and that's been part of the challenge for them. But honestly, their bigger problem is, like, when they get back, he'll find, he will find an offensive groove. Their offense is better when he's around. He's just not, he's not attacking the rim the same way he used to, Jody. He is settling for a lot more jump shots, and that's not, that's not a good long-term sign. He's hitting them this year, but I, it, the question is, is this LeBron in third gear saving himself because he knows what's ahead, or is this age catching up with him a little bit? Either way, the bigger problem with these Lakers is they're 20th in the league in defense. And that's the end where, look, LeBron being back in more games and them getting used to Westbrook, the offense will get better. But when you replace Alex Caruso and Caldwell Pope and good defenders with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, your defense gets worse. And they're not going to get Trevor Ariza back, but he's 36. Like, their defense isn't going to get a whole lot better. And I was worried about it a little bit, but it's worse than I thought it would be, and it makes you concerned about, if you're a Laker fan, you need to be legitimately concerned about how deep they can go with this defense. All right. When the season started, the Lakers were the favorite in the West, and they're struggling to even uh, be considered a playoff team. And the favorite in the East was Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's had a big issue in it. Kyrie Irving hasn't played a minute for him yet. That seems to be no problem whatsoever. The Nets have the best record in the Eastern Conference Again, good job done by their general manager because they seem to be tapping into depth that they needed, they have, and it's yeah. got them sitting on top of the East. Yeah, Kevin Durant has played at an MVP level. I mean, right now it would be Curry and him in, as, the, as your one-two. Um, probably, you know, probably Curry in front because of how good the Warriors have been, but like, it's way too early to make that call. But like, they're, maybe Jokic, who's been phenomenal, but the, uh, the, the, the Nuggets haven't been... Nuggets have struggled a little, so they've been so good. Durant's been so good. Harden is a little up and down. Obviously, he started slowly. He's, let's be honest, he's playing himself into shape. Right. <laughs> Pretty much like every year. He'll find his groove. They miss the cushion, the, the, the margin for error that, that, that uh, Kyrie Irving creates, but they... Marcus Aldridge has started to, he's become their center. You know, Blake Griffin struggled. Marcus Aldridge is playing more minutes. They're getting, Patty Mills was a brilliant pickup. They're just getting good minutes from everybody. They'll get Claxton back at some point. Like, that's just a deep team that kind of figuring out how to, figured out how to play together over the last year or so and figured out how to play without Kyrie. And yeah, look, I thought when Kyrie with everything went down, I was like, they're probably still the best team in the East, and I don't think anybody's really dissuaded me of that yet. I don't, I don't look at anybody else in the East and say, yeah, that team can definitely beat them. Yeah, let me take you back to the offseason with Patty Mills. 
um, understand certain guys like Blake Griffin was willing to come to New Jersey for pennies on the dollar because he wanted to take a shot in the championship. Didn't get it last year. See if he gets it this year. Was that the same thing with Mills, or were the Nets uh, offer competitive with others? Are there like 10 teams in the NBA you should be looking at and going, wait a minute, you didn't offer more money than that, and you could have been playing point guard minutes for you? I was just surprised that he went to New Jersey for the contract he did. Was it purely about trying to get a ring? I think it, I think he wanted to be back on a winner and get a ring. He's got money. He's got all, you know, he couldn't. More than more than just money, he could have gotten touches somewhere else. He could have gone somewhere and started. Now, granted, he's starting because you know Kyrie's not there. Right, right, right. And I think, but and I, honestly, I think if you looked at the the Nets, you had to figure if Kyrie's there, I'm still going to start a third of the games. Like he just for whatever reason, Kyrie wasn't going to play 82, man. So I think there was some of that, but I also just think there was a lot of he wanted to be in a position where he could compete for rings again, where he could be really competitive again and play. You know, if he weren't starting so much, he'd be in the six-man-of-the-year conversation. I mean, there's some other guys really killing it out there, Tyler Hero and some other guys in that role. But he's put himself in a position where he's competing on a big stage again, and that's clearly what he wanted because he had plenty of options. All right, we talked a lot about the top. Then we've got the bottom, and you have the tanking Houston Rockets. And I was the guy who yeah. chided the uh, Philadelphia 76ers when they went through the process of Tankapalooza a couple of years ago. Houston is surely doing it, except I read today they're thinking about asking John Wall to come back and play. They've been paying him not to play and losing game after game. What are they thinking about? They could actually start winning games. Uh, they, Wall wants to come back. I, I, I'm not sure what was – look, they agreed before the season that Wall would sit out and they'd try to find him a trade. Guys owed $91 million over two years, 44.7 guaranteed next year. Nobody is taking that or 40, uh, Nobody's taking that on. Like, nobody is paying him $47, $47 million next year. Like, nobody's taking that on. So, I don't know where they thought this trade was going to come from. It's not like the, the only way you could move John Wall's contract, it's kind of like the Lakers. The only way you could move Westbrook's contract is to put a bunch of picks in with it. The Rockets are rebuilding. They're not putting a bunch of picks or young players in. Right. So the only th- the only option that's left is to sit him. And it looked like he was going to sit the year. And I think he's just frustrated with that. I think he wants to be back on the floor. I also don't think it's the worst idea. I mean, they are two and sixteen. They're tanking. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're going to be at the top of the lottery. But there's something to be said for with a young team having a veteran in the locker room who kind of knows how to play, gets guys in position. They're, they're a disorganized team at points. And I think it's just, you know, they're playing so much youth so many minutes that, that that's going to be somewhat of a natural byproduct. But I think there's something to be said for having John Wall comes in and helps. It, it, I'm, they should have gone and gotten a, a Jared Dudley type or two. But you just need those guys in the locker room on those kind of teams. With John Wall coming back to play for the Rockets, if that's what happens, they're talking about it. Hasn't happened yet. He hasn't played a game all year. Will that have any effect on the different Rich Paul client, Ben Simmons in Philadelphia? No. Then, no Philadelphia doesn't want that. Doesn't want, nobody, again, nobody wants that contract. Wall is just not that good a player. I'm, I am curious what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. I, don't, I just can't imagine him playing at this point for playing for the 76ers ever again, but I'm not sure where that trade happens. I'm not sure 
right now there's just I can I can tell you just talking to sources it's just it's still bad and December fifteenth a lot more guys everybody who signed this summer in theory becomes available to trade but again there's just I think we need to one team is going to either have to have a push from ownership or get desperate like Sacramento's out there will ownership there finally go you know what let's just trade Fox or trade Halliburton and like will they make a move and trade some of the pieces they won't touch right now. And there's other teams kind of in that same boat. I'm just using them as an example. Somebody's going to have to shift. Something's, something has to change, or this is just going to drag out. Especially, by the way, when Embiid's playing, the Sixers aren't bad. <laughs> as, right. long as, as long as they're hanging around, they don't have to worry about it. And uh, they do consider themselves a challenger, and Daryl Morey has dug his heels in and said, I'm not trading him until I get a star player in return. I wonder how long those heels are going to stay dug in. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have to come back to earth some but right now the offers aren't the offers are lowball too. So it's, it's a combination. The market's going to have to catch up a little bit, but Maury's going to have to accept. Like he, you're not getting ninety cents on the dollar. You're going to have to settle for a lot less than that. But you're you don't need to take back a quarter either. Yeah, we shall see how that one shakes out. Kurt, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Glad to hear you had a good Thanksgiving. You know we'll have you on plenty during the season. Thanks for tonight. Hey, thank you. By the way, I'll leave you with one more tidbit. What's that? I have legitimately heard Frank Vogel's seat is getting warm. Really? Saying, yes. That's, that, that's floating around. All right, then give me your opinion. Is it righteous? Do you think that he is the issue there? Because I don't. I think it's the roster. I oh, think no. it's a couple of old guys. I don't think it's him, but we know it's always much easier to fire the coach than fire the team. Yeah. If that's the case, do you think it's righteous? I don't think it's his fault. They gave him a roster. He's a defensive first coach, and they can't. They give him a horrible defensive roster. And that said, they can't change this roster. They're kind of stuck with what this is. They can tweak it around the edges, but they don't have pieces to trade. Jim's not going to fire himself if you're going to shake things up. That's 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 how things go. So they, they looking- could use a more offensive coach, but I don't. I don't know that there's anybody that changes the, the underlying structural issues with that team. Right. If they're looking for an offensive coach, they got Mike D'Antoni. Oh, no, he already did L.A. That's right. Well, he didn't, he didn't do L.A. with LeBron, so we shall see. Hey, uh, that's great stuff. Appreciate it, Kurt. Thank you for coming on board. We'll have you back on again soon enough. I look forward to it. My pleasure. That is Kurt Heelan, the managing editor and lead writer for the NBA for NBCSports.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 